Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Standard. There's been a shocking rise in LGBTQ plus hate crime in London. Every time I hear a story about LGBTQ plus people experiencing violence going about the streets, it does kind of bring back the awful experiences that I've had. And yes, those the experiences I had were a long time ago, but it, it kind of brings it all back. And I know that will be the same for so many LGBTQ plus people. So many of us have experienced violence and abuse just going about our daily lives. Robbie DeSantos there from the charity Stonewall on his reaction to the rising number of incidents of LGBTQ plus hate crime in the capital. You'll probably remember some of the awful homophobic attacks in the news recently, like the late night incident at the Two Brewers, which sparked sadness and uproar when the details unfolded in August. Then there was the Brixton bus stop assault, which saw a couple heading home from Black Pride treated in hospital less than a week later. Since then, there have been several more similar incidents in London, with a man in his 50s the victim of a physical homophobic assault on a bus in Clapham, and two men in their 20s reportedly assaulted by six men on High Road in Chadwell Heath. It's a worrying trend that has led to the capital's LGBTQ community feeling unsafe and concerned. Here to tell us more is Katie Strick, our senior feature writer and editor, who's been looking into this issue for The Standard. Katie, there have been a number of LGBTQ plus hate crimes in London recently. For those who haven't heard, can you just walk us through some of these incidents and what happened? Yes, sadly, but absolutely I can. For most people, I imagine the the attack that um, they'll remember that happened earlier this summer was at the Two Brewers Bar in Clapham in South London. Back in August now, it was an LGBTQ nightclub, so a place that a lot of that community go to feel safe most of the time. And two men were stabbed there in August, which was terrifying for all Londoners, I think. And, you know, it it sparked a huge conversation at the time. And the reason I've ended up looking into this in more detail isn't because of just this one attack. It's the fact that there has now been a string of attacks since then. So a week later, another gay couple were um, attacked at a bus stop in Brixton and nearly attacked again. They sort of had to run onto another bus, they reported, sort of get away. They'd been on their way back from Black Pride that day. A week later, another man has since reported another attack um, or another suspected homophobic attack on a bus in Clapham, so in the same area. And then since then, there's also been another attack, again two men, this time in their 20s, on in Chadwell Heath, with six men supposedly attacking them um, in a homophobic attack. So all really scary. And the fact that these four attacks have happened in London, in our capital city, it sort of ties in with, unfortunately, what seems to be a wider 
theme of a huge, huge rise in hate crimes. So according to the ONS, hate crimes on the basis of sexual orientation are up 112% in the last five years. We obviously don't have this year's statistics, but the Home Office did recently find that homophobic hate crimes in 2022 rose by 41%, which was the deadliest rise in violence against queer people in a decade. So for some reason, and reasons I've looked into in my feature, these things seem to be getting worse rather than better. And there are lots of questions, you know, is tolerance generally going down? Are we sort of going backwards in society in terms of inclusivity and diversity? Um, Or is there something else at play here? You've been looking into the reaction to this rise in LGBTQ plus hate crime in the capital. What have you found? Yeah, the reaction has obviously been mixed. The, you know, expected reaction, shock, anger, sadness, concern mostly. I mean, I've been speaking to a lot of people across the LGBTQ community and a lot of them have said, you know, this is nothing new. That's what's that's what's really awful. I don't think people necessarily realized until these recent attacks that for a lot of us, it's a daily it's a daily decision making process whether we decide to wear a certain outfit um, or decide to wear it at night in comparison to the day. Whether we decide to show public displays of affection in public, and then what's really awful, I think, with these recent attacks is just that there's that feeling of going backwards. You know, it's you'd think society is normally getting more and more progressive. But in fact, a lot of venue owners I spoke to said it's just going backwards. It feels like the 1990s all over again. So I spoke to a mixture of sort of activists and then sort of normal everyday Londoners going about their life. And I spoke to one Joe who was talking about the fact that he was out in Brixton, so similar area to where the two brewers attack had happened just a fortnight later. And he decided to travel there without, it was a fancy dress party. He didn't wear the fancy dress until he got to the party for fears of what had happened a couple of weeks before. He then, it was late. And by that point, he had some glitter on his face, which obviously wasn't as easy to remove as an outfit. So instead of taking the bus, which he would normally absolutely do back from that area, it was late at night. He got an Uber, which isn't completely, you know, a lot of us get Ubers home from a night out, but it was very much a conscious decision because of what had happened at the two brewers down the road just two weeks before. And he was saying, and so many people I spoke to were saying that it's just that conversation that started happening amongst them and their, their mostly gay friends just help. Our safety isn't, isn't what we thought it was. We're, we're afraid. We're having to really make these conscious decisions. Quite a lot of them say they've changed their behavior since. So either actively not taking the bus or deciding to sit on the lower deck of the bus, perhaps there are more witnesses around. Or one um, couple of LGBTQ plus influencers I spoke to said that they've considered taking up self-defense classes in, in response. Another man I spoke to who was attacked 19 years ago, but still remembers it to this day, um, said he has cycled everywhere since. He doesn't take public transport. And you know, with cycling not being particularly safe in London, that says quite a lot, really, that he feels safer cycling than um, than taking public transport. Do we have any understanding as to why this is happening? Yeah, so another part of the reaction was just a real anger. And I think a lot of that was targeted at politics and the media. There's been a sort of anger towards this so-called anti-woke rhetoric coming out of events such as this month's Tory party conference, where Home Secretary Sola Braverman attacked the so-called luxury beliefs of liberal-leaning people and argued that Britain would go properly woke under Labour, with people being chased out of their jobs and saying that a man can't be a woman, in her words. And I've spoken to people who say this toxic language that she uses, you know, it really dehumanises LGBTQ plus people, and it sort of legitimises that violence that's being taken out on them. 
but actually some of those physical decisions as well that have been made. So um, talking about in policing and fighting that sort of political correctness in policing she's talked about. And then that obviously very now controversial plan to deport asylum seekers to Rwanda, where LGBTQ plus people face widespread discrimination and violence. And it, that sort of all feeds into these woke wars that are talked about a lot in, um, in the media at the moment, and not just here, but overseas. So we've had the election of Italy's far-right leader, Georgia Maloney, who I've written about before, and she's been accused of stripping the rights of same-sex couples. And then over in the US, there's been an uptick in anti-LGBTQ plus legislation as well. So a lot of them say, you know, people aren't blind, they can see what's happening in places like Italy and the US. And it just all feeds into this rhetoric, this anti-woke rhetoric, which they many of them believe is sort of fueling these crimes. Is enough being done to help the LGBTQ plus community feel safe? In short, no, if I, if you ask most people that I spoke to. So I spoke to venue owners who many of them seem to believe that they're sort of having to act as the police and that the police presence just isn't there. So they're witnessing these attacks and a massive uptick in them and they're having to boost their security levels as a result. There has been criticism of the police who say they're taking this very seriously and hope that victims will come forward and report. I know that there was that report that many people have referred back to recently about the police being found to be institutionally racist, misogynistic and homophobic. And I think that's put a lot of people off reporting. But I did speak to one victim, the victim of the Clapham bus attack that happened a few weeks after the two brewers attack, a man in his 50s who didn't want to be named. And he said he had a really positive experience of reporting. He said he too was a bit sceptical at first and, you know, was unsure whether to go about it. He filled in an online form and wasn't expecting much to come out of it. But within hours, he had police knocking at his door and they have now identified the perpetrator and, you know, that he's going to, he's waiting for a police update there. But he's had a very positive experience and would encourage others to do the same, not only just because it helps to add to the statistics, which obviously feed into policy, but also it's, you know, it's trying to make sure these people are found and, and not allowed to roam the streets and commit more crimes. Let's go to the ads. After the break, Robbie DeSantos from the charity Stonewall on how London's LGBTQ plus community is feeling in the wake of these hate crimes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Joining me now is Robbie DeSantos, Director of External Affairs at the LGBTQ plus charity Stonewall. We've certainly seen a a much higher number of high profile cases of hate crime in London, particularly targeting the LGBTQ plus community. And in a way, it's, it's hard to tell whether that means that there's more happening or that more people just feel so kind of affected by them that they want, they, you know, they want to share their story. They want to make sure that people out there in London know that this is something that is still happening to LGBTQ plus people. But whether it's kind of going up or whether it's we're just hearing more about it, the fact is that these hate crimes are happening and they have a really awful impact on how Londoners just go about their day and live their lives in the capital. What are some of the personal stories you're hearing at Stonewall? It's a wide range of stories that we're hearing. So there are those cases of people, you know, particularly going out on the LGBTQ plus scene, being targeted outside LGBTQ plus venues. We hear a lot about kind of people like walking home on public transport, having really, you know, experiencing violence, experiencing abuse. But this is something that kind of happens across the capital and at all times of day. You know, this isn't something that's just kind of linked to nightlife. So, you know, people just kind of walking around their own neighbourhoods, holding hands, just doing the things that I guess for for straight people, for cisgender people, that they kind of take for granted. Um, but for our community, being yourself, being open in your relationship can lead to violence and abuse. How is the LGBTQ plus community feeling off the back of this? I think LGBTQ plus people in London really are scared. I hear from people all the time in the community who are worried about going out, worried about getting home late at night, feeling nervous about kind of holding their partner's hand in public, you know, really kind of thinking about how they dress. And, you know, I've been a Londoner for 20 years. And and I think one of the, the reasons that many people come to London is, is we feel it's a place that we can be ourselves. It's a place where people rub along well together. It's an incredibly diverse city. And I think all of that remains true. But the, that sense of safety is the thing that's changed. You know, you might get along really well with your neighbours, you might feel really embraced as part of your community. But on the streets, you, you never know whether you're going to come across someone who who hates LGBTQ plus people and is, is violent and abusive towards us. What is Stonewall's advice to anyone in the LGBTQ plus community in London who might be worried about this issue? So we launched an app with Vodafone and the hate and abuse charity Gallup last year called Zoteria. It's an app that helps you report hate crime and get help if you have experienced hate crime. So whether you're a victim or someone who's witnessed it or someone who might witness it, and that could be any of us in London, right? We really recommend downloading the app and just making sure that you know your rights and you know the support that's available for you. A lot of people don't report hate crimes. So we know kind of between like one in five people who experience a hate crime do report it. So it's the tip of the iceberg. So we want to make sure that if people do want to report it, they they know they their rights and they know what support is available but we also just want to make sure that people aren't alone i've i've personally experienced hate crimes in london because of being gay and i know how lonely it is and and so services like gallup are just so brilliant for making sure that you get that support that you need and you don't go through this you know trying to find your own way there's there's experts out there who can really help you 
You can read more on this story and others in the Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode. This podcast will be back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.